Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we are on to another topic in the EFA. We're talking a bit more about salaries, which I'm sure will be a popular episode because everyone wants to know how much money players make all the time. Uh, Last week, I did an episode on the updated NBA minimum salary, which you can scroll back and listen to if you're interested uh, to compare the two. That was episode 305. Um, And today, we will do one of the next best leagues in the world, the EuroLeague. So today, we're We're still in chapter two of the EFA if you want to follow along, but we've moved on to section six, section six, uh, which is titled minimum remuneration. Um, And remuneration was a word that uh, I had to get familiar once I started to work with with contracts in Europe with. It it essentially just means the amount that you're paid for what you do, or in other words, it's salary. So this is minimum salary. So as mentioned in the overview episode, uh, I talked about this actually a little bit, um, but there is a minimum gross salary that a player with a full season contract can make in the EuroLeague. And the salary is set from a predetermined scale based on the number of years that the player has been in the EuroLeague. So again, similar to the NBA, the way they do it, uh, they call it years of service. Um, But here, um, it's just basically however many seasons that you've played in the EuroLeague, um, that counts as your year of service. And then your your minimum salary, if a team wants to sign into a contract, is prorated by the number of years you've played. Keep in mind, in order to qualify for a full year of service, a player needs to have been on a EuroLeague team game list for at least 10 games during the season. Obviously, there are situations where players have been signed to a EuroLeague team and uh, maybe not made it all the way through training camp or, you know, they, they signed late and they, maybe they only had nine games on that team during a season. So in order for you to be at that full season, to be checked off the list and onto the next season in the prorated scale, you have to at least have been on, on that team list, uh, game list for 10 games. So I'm just going to go through the five different categories, uh, that there's a minimum salary per season. That first category is if you've had Zero seasons of service, which means in the chart, it says it's going to be your first season in the EuroLeague. Actually, I'm going to stop saying years of service because I think that's going to confuse people. So uh, in the chart, it says season one. So if this is your first ever season in the EuroLeague, you don't have experience before or you haven't had at least 10 games to bring you to that first year experience, then your minimum salary for the season would be 60,000 euros. If you're heading into season two, so you've already had one year of experience, your minimum salary for the year would be 80,000 euros. If you're heading into season three in the EuroLeague, your minimum salary would be 100,000 euros. If you're heading into season four of the EuroLeague, your minimum salary would be 120,000 euros. And if you're heading into season five or greater, so if you've been in the EuroLeague for five seasons or more, then this minimum salary stays the same. Even if you're entering your 10th season and a team wants to sign you to a minimum salary, 
this number stays the same. So if you have, if you're entering season five or more, your minimum salary for the season would be 140,000 euros. So also note um, the minimum salary for a 30 day contract is prorated to one tenth of a full season contract. So in the NBA, they prorate specific contracts divided by the number of days left in an NBA season. So let's just say um, a player in the NBA signed a minimum deal to um, uh, a one-year minimum contract, but they signed it 20 days into the season. So the NBA full season days are 177 on a normal year. And so if they signed 20 days in, then they would have 157 days left. So they would take the minimum salary that they would make and prorate that um, and multiply by 157 divided by 177 days left to get that prorated salary. So same thing, same concept here for the 30-day contracts in the EuroLeague. Um, you you just take that and you divide by divide by 10. So you would get that one month um, prorated. Uh, so it, it sounds like the 30-day contracts will be based only off of a minimum salary, which makes sense. Uh, so depending on how many years you played, you'll get one-tenth of your respective scaled salary for 30 days. Um, I guess the alternative would be, I don't know if a team wanted to just offer a certain amount of money, um, like any really arbitrary amount of money for a 30-day contract. Uh, I guess that's that's really not the case. I will have to check on that. That is one question that I have as I'm, as I'm going through this. But I believe that any and all 30-day contracts will be based only off of minimum salary. So, uh, for example, if you played in the EuroLeague two years already, right, two years in the past, you've already completed that. And then in year three, you're heading into the season and a team wants to give you a 30-day contract to maybe see if you still got it, right? You would then be slated into the season three category for the minimum of 100,000 euros, as I mentioned before, but you would divide that by 10 and you'll get 10,000 euros for that, for those 30 days. And then the team can decide what they want to do with you. Uh, as mentioned previously, um, you know, they can, they can either re-up that 30 days for one time or, or they can, they can then, you know, terminate the contract after that. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit deeper. So remember only the full season and the 30 day contracts are covered by the standard player contract, but the youth contract is still covered under the EFA, which we're going over now. And if a youth player has been on the game list in 25 games or more, then that player must be offered a professional contract for the full season. And his pay is going to start at the, uh, the season one prorated minimum. Um, so they can't just, you know, bring up linked young players uh, for an entire season and expect them just to make whatever stipend or minimum that they're at. So obviously you know, 25, season, 25 games into the season, if they use them on the 26th game, then they have to extend that full year contract, which um, at a minimum will start at that prorated minimum of, if it's their first year, 60,000 euros. Um, so I've been told that the short and sweet educational episodes under 10 minutes are greatly appreciated. So we're just going to leave it here today. Um, I also don't want to get too deep into throwing lots of new content at you. So especially for the uh, the EuroLeague framework agreement. We're going to take it one section at a time. As always, hit me if you have any questions. And if you think that you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this, whether it's a player, a coach, a scout, a friend, your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather, anyone, um, definitely send this along to them. It would, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. So have an amazing day. See you back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sports Business Secrets. If you heard something today that you liked but made you realize you're still curious and you might want to learn more, head on over to www.sportsagentsecrets.com. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, you're probably aware that some of this stuff is not really talked about and there's plenty of information that stays behind the curtain. Well, my goal is to peel back that curtain and dive into the things that are left untalked about. I just launched the first of many online courses to come, and the first course is designed to teach the basics of being a sports agent. I base the curriculum on everything that I've learned so far in my career, from how to get your foot in the door to roles and responsibilities to types of contracts and how agents make money and much more. Really looking forward to sharing with you all the information I wish I had when I was just getting started. So again, head on over to sportsagentsecrets.com to check it out.